This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. David Prowse, who played the original Darth Vader in the Star Wars films, has passed away over the weekend at the age of 85. His family confirmed that he passed away after a short illness. While he played the iconic carrier character of Darth Vader in the original Star Wars trilogy, he didn't do the voice. This was the original fun fact I had as a kid, way before the internet and bulletin boards where you could share information. I worked this out from watching the credits of Star Wars and worked this out for myself that there was actually three different people that played Darth Vader. James L. Jones, of course, did the voice. David Prowse played the, the body... And then I can't recall the name of the actor now, but there was another fella who did all the fighting scenes. He was like a, a, a an Olympian sword fighter, fencer, who played the, the lightsaber battles of Darth Vader. You're wondering why? George Lucas said that David Prowse's real voice, which was with a Bristol accent, didn't suit the role. He didn't sound villainous enough. Of course, we all know Darth Vader as having the rich, deep James L. Jones voice. Where are the plans? That sort of thing. David Prowse was more like, you know, if he was to say James L. Jones's, where are the plans? It would be like, where are the plans, governor? Where, where, whereabouts did you put them? Did you put them down next to my tea? You know, that's kind of, you know, what it'd be like. Uh, David Prowse, he was an absolute legend when it came to personal trainer, bodybuilding, and being a strong man. He actually got a, uh, a, a, a represented England and got a gold at the Commonwealth Games in weightlifter. He was a unit as well, standing at 1.98 metres tall. He was born in 1935. He also played the Green Cross Code Man for 10 years in the UK. That promoted road safety throughout the United Kingdom and he earned an MBE for it. On top of that, he also starred as uh, in uh, Clockwork Orange and various other films, including being the personal trainer for Christopher Reeve for his 1978 film role as Superman. He was reportedly spotted by Star Wars director George Lucas when playing a bodyguard in the 1971 film A Clockwork Orange, and he was invited to audition for the roles of either Darth Vader or Chewbacca. He apparently chose Vader over his hairy co-star because he said, you always remember the bad guy. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. David Prowse, the body of Darth Vader, passing away over the weekend at the age of 85. I paid a bit of a homage to him before. Courtney wasn't too happy with it. She said, JB, that sounded nothing like him. And then, Courtney, you can become a producer, I reckon. You're hired because she sent me a YouTube link through of what David Prowse, who obviously didn't end up being the voice of Darth Vader, actually sounded like. Courtney, thank you so much for sending this through. Check this out. I know what you're talking I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. I think I was pretty close, personally. And then James L. Jones went on to speak about how that all came about. George had hired David Prowse, but he said he wanted a so-called darker voice. And not not in terms of ethnic, but in terms of um, timbre. And the rumor is that he thought of Orson Welles. Uh, And then probably thought that Orson might be too recognizable. 
So what he ends up is picking a, a voice that was born in Mississippi, raised in Michigan, and was a stutterer. And uh, that happened to be my voice. I think I was pretty close, Courtney. Thank you so much. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. When have you... What have you poisoned yourself this morning? Um, Tony, you've got an extreme story. You would be dead, literally, if it wasn't for your mum seeing you eat something, like, hugely toxic. Like, we wouldn't have you here with us right now doing the news. Crazy times. If it wasn't for your mum seeing you eat something, like, highly venomous. Thanks, Mum. Love yeah, you. Yeah, that's um, crazy. She's like, she's got that for life now to yeah. use against you. <laughs> yeah. This is Maybe crazy. Maybe she's made it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I remember, like, hearing about this story my whole life, but I was only two and I was sitting outside just on the step eating sultanas like, you know, mm. a child does. Yeah. And I picked two sultanas up off the ground and ate them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they weren't sultanas. They were castor oil seeds, which is Guinness Book of World Records' number one most toxic, like, common plant. That's incredible. Yeah, and uh, apparently she said she saw me, like, pick something off the ground and she, like, did a double take and then she saw me put it in my mouth and by the time she got out the back door, I'd put another one in my mouth and she realised what they were and they took me to the hospital. I had to drink a cup of... um, of tar or charcoal or something. Yeah, right. That, like, stops it all getting in. But, yeah. That's crazy. Could have been a dead kid. Yeah. That's... Because these... Like, you were telling me off air, four of these for a ground, grown adult can kill you. Yeah. And you, you were two and you had two. Yeah. And the thing is that people eat them and they don't really realise that they're toxic yeah, yeah. because it doesn't taste bad yeah, and things like that. Yeah. And I think some of the symptoms don't come until a little bit later and then it's, like, pretty hectic and you're being poisoned. Um... But I guess, yeah, go mum. She knew what they were. That's, Thanks, mum. <laughs> that is that crazy. Mum of the year to your mum. It sounds like one. it's like really funny story to tell now because yeah. I'm like, look at me, the yeah. greedy little kid. All I wanted was two mole sultanas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I look at photos of it now and I'm like, they don't even look like no. sultanas. Here no. I was, just a little bush kid being like, I'll eat another thing from the ground. <laughs> Uh, uh, some of these stories on Facebook, amazing. Sarah said, I almost poisoned myself when I was a teenager. I was making scrambled egg. And you know how you spray the canola oil and it does that white, like, bubble up thing when oh, you spray it on? no. Well, I'm spraying what I thought was canola and wondering why I was doing it. So I sprayed more on, then looked at the container. She was spraying up, up hid poison. Oh, my God. I literally the... was thinking this is some kind of, like, rat or, like, mosquito poison. Yeah. they do that as well. Yeah. Are lots of people drinking dishwashing liquid? Please tell me she threw that pan out. Don't have that much detail. No, don't. All right, throw your pan out. I'm assuming Sarah's (laughs) still alive to tell the tale, so I'm assuming. True, true, true. Yolanda said, my friend once poured me a glass of Coke, except the glass had a lot of dishwashing liquid still in it. I didn't want to say anything, so I manned up and drank it, even though it was soapy Coke, because I didn't want to let her know she hadn't dried her stuff properly, (laughs) and then she burped bubbles. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's actually kind of like a cool silver lining, burping yeah. bubbles. Yeah, I, I've Party done that trick. to myself before, like just with a water glass. Because you know sometimes yes. you pour water, it bubbles a bit. Yeah, you do it yeah. really fast. Yeah. The bubbles didn't go away. No. So. <laughs> uh, whenever you poison yourself on our Facebook page, alcohol poisoning doesn't count. We ignored all of those. 
good on you, macho men. We do not and condone. Women. No. Drink responsibly. Drinking. Exactly, mm. that's right. We don't count those stories. We want the weird and wacky ones. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. An iconic Australian brand is making this comeback. And no, it's not the bloody Polly Waffle. I've been waiting on that now for about two and a half, three years. Every year... They say the Polly Waffle's coming back and then 12 months on, at the end of the year, we're talking about it going, where was the damn thing? And I'm sure, because we're in December now, that media release won't be far away from whoever it is that owns the Polly Waffle recipe locked away in a safe. To be honest with you, they've probably forgotten the combination lock. That's probably the whole issue and they can't get into the thing to get the recipe. But I'm sure in the next couple of days, I will be getting that media release saying... Oh, due to COVID, no polywaffle this year. It'll be out uh, uh, in the third or fourth quarter of 2021, guaranteed. Anyway, this is another iconic brand making a comeback. Foster's, the iconic Australian beer that no Australians ever drink, which has been flouted around the world, is making a comeback down under. The brewer, Carlton United Brewer or Cub, is hoping to once again fosterize Australia with a brand new can design, flash branding, and a fresh new TV advert for the world famous Foster's beer. They're going to have a new slogan as well Foster's Lager. Have a crack. Yeah, have a crack. The reason Foster's is back is real simple. Oh, this is a quote from a brewer, so I have to make it sound ocker. Yeah, mate, the real reason Foster's back is really simple. Beer drinkers, mate, and bottle shop owners have been telling us that's what people want. Hayden Turner from Carlton United Brewers said. Beer historian Matt Kirkgaard said Foster's was born in the 1880s when brothers William and Ralph Foster arrived here in Australia from the U.S., Uh, Mr. Kirkgaard said they were one of the first brewers to actually make what was in those days a very rare beer called lager, and you needed refrigeration to create lager beer, so obviously that was why it was such a rarity. But then the brothers, William and Ralph, just disappeared, and not much is known about them after they left Australia. The campaign was a hit, and Foster's, I never knew this, remains the second highest-selling beer brand in the United Kingdom. Uh, but Mr. Kirkgaard said it was Foster's success abroad that killed the brand down under. It was that success overseas and through the reputation of Australia overseas that saw Aussies maybe through cultural cringe. Uh, of course, Foster's now very rare to see that in an Aussie pub. But Hayden Turner, we'll go back to him from Carlton United Brewers. He said, yeah, mate, Foster's is back and we're quadrupling the amount of cans that we're producing. He said, I, look, I don't know whether it's going to stand up against all the craft beers and craft brews that we have out now. I think Australians have very different tastes now in the last 15, 20 years as to what they're drinking and what they're putting in their mouths and what maybe they did back when Paul Hogan was selling Foster's left, right and centre back in the 80s and the 90s. But, hey, we'll see what happens. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. Time to get slightly snobby with letters from Townworth. Tony, how are you? Good morning. I'm ready to get slightly snobby. 
Exactly right. That's what we do. Letters from Tamworth time. And in case anyone was confused, it is still Tamworth in the UK. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't, we haven't sold them out yet. No, 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 not at all. Well, we will try and track down what we can find about this other Tamworth in Ontario. I don't think there's going to be much going on there, to be honest with you. I mean... No offence. Winter in Canada is just, like, cold, right? Yeah, yeah. Snow, school closures. Yeah. Boring. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Ain't happening. Um, so the cops have been very busy in Tamworth. They busted a cannabis factory with cannabis worth more than £40,000. Wow. Growing in a loft in a house. The cops cut the front door during the early morning raid in Yoxel Way, Streth, A, a suburb of Tamworth, on Tuesday, November 24. P.D. Cooper, who's Staffordshire Police's first Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Get out. You're telling me they just made a drug bust with a new dog. With a brand new dog. I'm feeling some similar similarities here with, like, us. We just got a police dog yes. back and they made a big bust yeah. of drugs. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, I don't know how new this is. It's the first Staffordshire Bull Terrier, but it could be, like, a couple of years old. It's still the first old. one, but he's been yes. here for 20 years. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could be. I mean, you'd think that... Being from Staffordshire, you think that they'd use their own breed in Staffy. Yeah, yeah, to to sniff out the drugs. So I don't know how good they are at smelling things out though, hey. Maybe this is space. <laughs> Maybe this is why it's taken so long. Maybe this dog's been working there twenty years and has taken this long to sniff out some drugs. Yeah, maybe. The cops are like, you know what? End of twenty twenty, mate. I reckon in 20 you, years he'll be right. You don't earn your keep by the end of this year, mate. You're out the door. Retirement <laughs> for you. And he's got anxiety and the poor little pooch has gone, oh, there we go. I feel like you need a snout yeah. if you're going to be a sniffer dog. Yeah, I think so. Staffy, they, Staffordshire Bull Terriers, they do have the squishy face? The ones uh, that look really like they're... No. Nah. Uh, just Staffy. I only know rabbits. In my head, I'm thinking <laughs> Staffy. Like, yeah. Doosh. Surely they got the squished face. Anyway, they, they sniffed out the illicit crop that was hidden in the loft. A 34-year-old man from Litchfield and a 40-year-old man from Tamworth were arrested on suspicion of drug offences. Both men have since been released under investigation. So not bad. They're all just hiding up. You should see the photos. It's like in the there was that much drugs roof. up there. I was concerned the roof was going to cave in on itself. I mean, like all the study I've done, I know that you have to like write things like on suspicion yeah. and allegedly yes. because until it's proven in court, yeah. you can't. But it's like, dude, you're living in a yeah. house with like $100,000 worth of marijuana plants. But... We're not going to say that you knew just yet. Yes, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, come on. The, you know, they might have moved in a week ago. The previous owner was growing him, left and they him never there smell accidentally. Anything. You never knew it, you know. <laughs> hey. Innocent yeah. until proven yes, guilty people. exactly. That's right. Including if it's found right in your hot little hand. I wonder if that's ever happened that... I'm sure that's happened before where people, there's been drugs somewhere and they had no idea, but I wonder if there's been that much drugs that it's caved in and crushed the people that are living in the house from the drugs. <laughs> that's really morbid. Sorry. <laughs> I know they say drugs kill, but normally you have to, you've got to participate. 
this is really not funny. <laughs> 17 past seven. That is letters from Tamworth. We'll find out what's, what else is going on there. They're getting the, well, they're, they're meant to get the, we'll find out about the vaccine this time next week. So they started yes. rolling that out in the UK. Next so week. So we'll find out next week whether there's going to be anyone with extra eyes and ears and extra fingers and stuff like that from this vaccine. I am trying so we'll to find convince that out. my brother not to take it just yet. Yeah, yeah. Because all, all of the talk from Australian politicians is like, hey, we'll just see what happens yes. in the UK. Yeah. And I'm like, you're literally a guinea pig. Well, you're, yeah, because your brother works in the hospitals over there as well. So he's front he line. Does. Yeah. I said to him, what do you think about this vaccine? And he said, I don't really know. And I said, okay, well, are you going to take it? He said, yeah, I guess I have to or it would look bad. And I'm like, um, how about we think about ourselves? No, just kidding. Um, I don't know. He said it's not a live vaccine. Yeah, so yeah. he can't see too many issues. He said yeah. the majority of the vaccine had already been made a long time ago and there's just a little piece of it going in. Yeah. That this is his layman terms to me, the non yes. the non medical person yes. in the family, um, a little piece of it that's gone in that makes it specific to COVID. He'll have to have two shots, and it won't even last that long. As in, like in a yes. couple of years, if yeah. it's still around, it's, he'd have to have it again. Yeah. So yeah. he said it's most likely going to be like the flu shot that you get every winter. That yeah. it will need to change, and it will need to be taken over and over. It'll have to be updated with you know COVID twenty, COVID twenty one. Oh, COVID let's not predict that. Sorry. Kind of stuff Sorry. Right now, JB. Sorry. Uh, 19 past seven. This is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.9. This is the best of JB for breakfast on 92.9. You know what? I love like aliens and paranormal stuff. I never even gave this any thought until yesterday where this came up on the discussion with the late show host Stephen Colbert. Uh, when you're president, you get all the intel into sort of all the alien stuff. You know, I know if I was president, I'd be like, that'd be my first job, you know. I don't. Right, you know, show me the X Files. Yeah. Where are they? You know, the coronavirus stuff, that can wait. You know, the economy, that can wait. Just give give me the X Files, you know. I'd be 1201 <laughs> after inauguration. I'd just be buzzing the, the Secret Service and going, look, guys, just, you know, bring in the trolley, bring in the X Files. War, yeah, uh, like what's you know, the MI6 doing? Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, just you know, bring them in, lock the door, give me a couple of days, and then you know, I'll then I'll get back to you on all that other important stuff. Yeah. I got I got reading material here, and then like your number one high school enemies browser history. <laughs> <laughs> also that <laughs> I like that at the same time. I like how you think. Um, so this came up in discussion. Stephen Colbert uh, asked. Barack Obama about aliens and Obama said certainly I asked about it uh, when Colbert brought up UFOs this was all part of a discussion about his new memoirs that have come out that's Obama's new memoirs not Stephen Colbert's memoirs and then Stephen said and and Obama said of course I can't tell you Sorry, with a bit of a grin on his and then face. He said, buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all in there, chapter ten. <laughs> what do I There's a lot of a lot of blacked out stuff in there, but yeah, he's buy like, it. <laughs> I put a version in my book. It is redacted, the entire thing. The chapter on aliens and it's just like two blank pages. <laughs> he so should do that. Just kidding, Missed guys. I haven't read it. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then Obama, uh, sorry, Colbert took the non-answer as a confirmation 
that there was obviously stuff going on. He, he cracked up and said, all right, well, I'll take that as a yes. And I like his thinking because if there was none, you'd say there was none. You just played your hand. I thought you were a poker player, but you 100% just showed your Trump card. I don't know whether that was a pun, too, with the Trump card I was going to say, I don't know if Obama has a Trump card. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I think Trump's played all his own cards this year. <laughs> Literally. I mean, but that's like, obviously, you and Stephen Colbert think very alike. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think him saying I can't confirm or deny is just saying exactly that. Like, there's no, it doesn't mean that there are. Any? He's, he's read the files, man. Although it's funny. <laughs> it's funny now, though. That was like of... your most tinfoil hat moment ever. <laughs> you, he's read the files, man. He's read them. The, the funny thing is, though, the thing that I love most about 2020 was back in the day, Roswell and all that stuff, that was like the biggest conspiracy theory you had going around and alien life forms and that kind of stuff. Now the biggest conspiracy theory going around is, you know, whether the election was rigged in America. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's... it's a, Oh, uh, that's one of a few. <laughs> I mean, if we called Pete Evans up right now, I think we'd get a few more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a segment. <laughs> but again, like I said last week, this is getting too Alex Jonesy. So <laughs> well, Frank called Pete Evans and asked to buy one of his coronavirus devices. <laughs> See how he sells it to us. <laughs> this is what we scrounge up from breakfast with JB on 92.0. Point nine.